It's time to mind your business with Jamila Lodge and Shelly Thunder, brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda Business starts here. Yep, here we are again on a Thursday, ladies. Hey, Jamila, I know we're doing the call-in thing now because um, you have a child in one of the schools that's, that's right. dealing with some grief right now. But, hey, you're doing the right thing for the right reasons, and let's hope we can uh, get that all sorted out sooner rather than later. But here we are, another Thursday, time to mind your business. What are we talking about today, Jamila? That's right. So I'm glad to be here with all the listeners despite not being in the studio. Mm-hmm. But today we're going to be talking about financial literacy and why it's important and how the BDC can help you. Um, I'm excited to have my colleague Kalina out of bridge on the line. Kalina? Good afternoon, everyone. How are you? We're all good, sweetie. Good to have you on. And um, I really wish I could see you guys, but it's nice to talk <laughs> no. to you anyway. <laughs> I know. we got to figure out another way around this thing. But hopefully next week we'll be back to a little... A little bit normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Kalina, um, talking about financial literacy, you as an accountant and an accounting professional, as well as an entrepreneur and uh, employee of the BEDC, why, in your opinion, is it important as an entrepreneur to know your numbers? It is so important, Jamila, for entrepreneurs, anyone who's running a business, thinking about starting a business, to know their numbers because you want to know how the financials are doing, like how your business is doing, whether you're making a profit or whether you're making a loss. And Mm. the only way to be able to tell if your business is doing good is to be able to do accounting, to track your records, and to be able to see how much revenue you're making versus how much you're spending out. Mm. So I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, Ray, your former colleague, he used to always say, like, a lot of people in this um, who have started businesses are really running charities because they don't know what the numbers are doing. They don't know if they're making money um, and Mm -hmm. whether or not they're subsidizing, you know, what it is that they're trying to do. So what what exactly, you know, you can talk a little bit about the fact that you're going to be facilitating our upcoming course, right, which starts on March the 31st. So what kind of things will people who subscribe to the course, what will they be learning? So, yes, we have our upcoming course, which is the Financial Statements Planning and Costing Using QuickBooks. Hmm. And so that is an eight-week course that is going to be held every Wednesday from 6 to 8 p.m. And it's a really good course because it goes through the theory of what do you need to know about your financials. And then towards the end of the course, we actually go into more in-depth about QuickBooks and showing you how to use it, how to um, prepare um, invoices and, and your bills and different things like that. So every week we touch on a different topic. And so one thing about using QuickBooks, you can put anything in there and run a report, but then if you don't know how to read what the report is saying, then it doesn't make sense. So that's why we do a bit of the theory first, which is actually telling you what is financial statements. What is, so we break it down. So one week it will be discussing the income statement. What is your revenue? What is included? What is your spending? Um, you know, knowing what items that you need to list and, and things like that. And then we go to the balance sheet. 
So the next week, you'll be discussing your assets. What are your assets? Um, also, being able to track who who owes you money. A lot of times, exactly. people mm-hmm. have um, you know clients out there that owe them money, and at any point, they they're not able to tell. Whereas, if you have a proper accounting um, mm-hmm. software, you can run a report that shows you you know who actually owes you money or who you owe. Exactly. You know, at, at some point, you want to be able to say, okay, well, I have to pay this bill, or I may not be able to pay it this month, but at least if it's recorded, you know that it's still outstanding. You know, one of the things that I think um, is interesting, right, is because a lot of people have trouble doing this. They have trouble keeping track of the numbers and keeping track of the finances, and I always wonder why. I mean, at the end of the day, when you think about it, it's it's similar to like a budget for your home, right? So you know what you have coming in, you know what you got to spend going out. Do you think it's because the names of the statements, so you start talking, you know, income statements, balance statements, accounts receivable statements, cash flow, do you think that's overwhelming for some people? And, and I think it is. I, I would say I think it definitely is. I think it's a deterrent because, like you said, when people hear that, they're just like, oh, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, and then some people, it's not their niche. It's not something that they're really into or that they know about or interested in. Right. And so that's one of the things. It, it draws back from people wanting to actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why we also always say that even if you're not doing it, Make sure that when you are budgeting for your business, you're putting some money in there for a bookkeeper, for an accountant, for someone to be able to do that. Because even if you're not doing it yourself, then somebody should. And so making sure that you have, you know, the budget for that. But then we also encourage people that even if you have someone that's doing it, you still need to know what they're doing. So even if you have some information some skills that even if you're not doing it yourself, at least you have a background knowledge of actually what they are doing. I would agree 100% with that. You know, you hear horror stories. You do, about even accounting firms not getting it right, you know? Yep, yep. And not knowing and uh, allowing someone else to have 100% control over the money, and they're like, oh, my God, I've been being robbed blind all this time. Mm. I think that's important to note. You don't have to be an expert at it. Right, exactly. You want to know some basic information, and this course um, that we have upcoming is going to provide that sort of basic knowledge of what to look for and all of that. Um, Yeah, for sure. And a lot of times, even like the banks nowadays, um, when people are going to look for loans for businesses, a lot of times the banks don't want the accountant in the room. They want the business owner to be able to explain what they're presenting. And And why why is that, though? Can you talk a little bit about that? I just think that it's basically, you know, it's your business. Yes. An accountant can say anything, but they want the business to be able to know what's happening in their business as well. You know right. what I mean? Because at the end of the day, they're the person that has to make the financial decision or the decisions in general. Yes. So you can hire people to do different things, but if you don't know what each person is doing, then that's not good business practice. Yep, you're absolutely right. I know um, in addition to this course, we do offer sort of a growth program um, where we use the Streetwise MBA curriculum. And that the whole there's like a whole module on financial accounting because that's what you actually use to kind of forecast, to plan ahead, to, to look at what's not working so that you can make a different decision, right? Um, yeah. So it's extremely uh, important, I think, for people to get a handle on this early. Yeah, I agree. So in terms of what 
what other kinds of things they should learn how to use? Because I know we have this, we have the part one and part two. So this is really an introductory phase. So who who would you say should be signing up for this? This course, I would say, is tailored to all persons, whether you're starting a business, an entrepreneur, and even for those businesses that have been around. I've had some clients that have come to me, and, you know, people don't really understand the importance of having proper financial statements until they go to the bank and they want to learn, or until they go to BDC and they want to learn, and the the place tells them that they need financials for the last two to three years. I've had people that have been in operation for five years and have never done a financial. <laughs> and as soon as they want to learn to grow their business, they're like, oh, my God, I need, fi- I need to get financials done. And a, and a bank's not going to say, I want it from today. Right. I want it from the past two years. So those businesses now have to go back for the past two years or maybe even further dependent and put in all that information. Mm-hmm. So we're saying that even if you have already been in business or you're just starting, especially for those that are just starting and want to start their business the right way, then this is really going to be good for them because it goes through all the different steps. It goes through budgeting. It goes through cost projections to be able to say, you know, this is how much I want to make a year, and then this is how much I need to make every month. Um, Another important thing, and I think this is where Ray used to get his comments from, was we go through cost and pricing. Uh-huh. And so we go, you know, we want to make sure that these businesses that are pricing the product are pricing it correctly. And so a lot of times there's a lot of different items that people don't think of when they're pricing their product. So an example that I use, if someone is making soap and a truck is going to the airport to pick up the material, are you putting that trucker fee in the cost of your product? Because that's a fee that you have to pay out, but that's also a cost to make the product. And a lot of people don't think of those things because they're like, oh, I already paid for it. Exactly. Oh, the cost of the material. Sometimes people don't even think of the shipping. Then you have to pay shipping and duty on top of your um, your item. Mm-hmm. But that's a cost of the product. So, you know, we make sure that we go through each item and we have, um, it's very interactive. So we do have um, some practical things that we're working in in the class so that people can actually be, you know, a lot of people learn visually. Yeah. So they want to be able to see, you know, okay, this is what has to go into this item. So we do go through some different case scenarios and just try to make it fun because obviously when people think of numbers or they think of accounting, they're just like, oh, it's boring or (laughs) something they want to do. Their eyes glaze over, right? Not everybody's got a great math brain like Kalina does because she's a superstar. But it is serious for sure because you were saying about costing for other things and, and, and a lot of people don't understand how to fraction out that trucking cost into each little bar of soap's price. And that's some of the details that need to be finessed. I know like in construction, it's quantifying. You often see somebody wanting a construction quantifier because you got to be able to look at a building's plans and know that so many yards of concrete is going to cost so much money. But if you don't know how to do that, the algorithms and so on, then, you know, you could be building a building and thinking you've paid for it and you've, and you've costed it all outright, but you haven't. It's going to cost you X amount more of dollars, you know, when you, when you have to sell something or rent it at the end of the day, you know. And the funny exactly. thing is, one thing that I can say about accounting and the numbers is, is it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It doesn't. The same no. principles apply, right? Mm-hmm. So 
Kelly's example of the construction industry and your example of the soap maker, it's still understanding what the total cost to you to actually deliver either that either service or make that product before mm-hmm. you set your price. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about that, like we're using the soap um, maker as an example, so a lot of people are like, I don't even know how to price my products. I don't know what to charge this. So what you're saying is that you have to factor in the shipping, the cost of of, of getting the stuff, the products from, from the airport or to wherever, in addition mm-hmm. to other things, before you set the price, right? Yeah. So when you... Can you? I want you to expand on it because people are always—they're always at this. So let's let's take a startup business for example, right? They haven't sold anything yet, so they don't know exactly how maybe they should fill out a cash flow spreadsheet to project how much income they will be making. What do you say to someone in that category where it's a startup? They're just getting ready to get started and they're not really sure. Where should they be getting these numbers from? For me, I, I, I would say it's two ways to think of it. For one, what I like to tell people is, you know, if you call around and you figure out, you know, how much your items cost, one of the things is you have to make sure that on a monthly basis you're covering your costs. Mm-hmm. So, firstly, you're covering all your costs, whether it be fixed costs, whether it be your variable costs, which is your cost to make the item, um, so that's number one. As long as you're covering all those costs and then what the what the um, profit you want on it. So and then what you're paying yourself because you know you have to pay yourself a salary. Mm-hmm. Say so that again, please. Because <laughs> 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 you gotta pay yourself a salary. <laughs> so for me, I would say you know if I leave my job today and I was making sixty thousand a year, I still want to be able to at least make sixty thousand a year to cover my costs. Mm-hmm. So if I'm making sixty thousand a year, I divide that by twelve, and how much I need to make on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. So say say seventy two. So I need to make at least six thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I say, okay, six thousand dollars a month. I divide that by four weeks. How much I need to make on a weekly basis? So I need to make at least fifteen hundred dollars a week mm-hmm. to get to my seventy two. So if I make fifteen hundred a week with my product, how much of my product do I need to sell on a daily basis mm-hmm. to be able to get to that fifteen hundred dollars on a week? Mm-hmm. So if I divide the fifteen hundred by the hours or the amount of days, I need to sell maybe three hundred dollars I need to make at least three hundred dollars a day. Mm-hmm. And then I divide that by my product. So if I make a product, I need to sell how much of that product if it costs fifty dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I need to sell at least six or service six hours of my service to make three hundred a day or whatever my product is. And so that is a good way if you work backwards to be able to say, okay, my product is twelve dollars. How much of that do I need to sell on a daily basis to make my revenue? Mm-hmm. And then whatever your revenue is making sure, like I said, that it's covering your cost, your, whether it be your cost to make the material or your fixed cost. So that includes your salaries. It may include your rent. It includes all the different things that have to do with that item. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's a good way to be able to say, okay, this is what my, my product needs to be. I mean, that that's a great example, and I think – 
um, I'm, I'm hopeful. Usually we, that class is oversubscribed, but because we're doing it virtually now, like anybody can attend, right, which is, is really exciting. Um, yes, but, for sure. But I think it's extremely important what you just said. It's like even if you're starting up, you do have some indication of what it should be because you have those expenses, you could, you know, exactly. Yeah, you start. And even if you were, even if you were shopping around, like you may go on to different wholesaler sites, and you'll say, okay, I need to buy this much material, so you would at least know what your expenses are. If you have to rent out a place to make it or rent equipment, you at least know what those costs are going to be. So you would have some idea of what your costs are going to be to be able to say, okay. To be able to make this product, it's going to cost me at least $12 to make it, uh-huh. divided by, you know, all the items that I have to bring in. And so if it's going to cost me $12 to make, then I need to at least sell it for $20 or whatever the case is to pay back my cost as well as make a profit. Yes. And we actually, yeah. in the class, we have a spreadsheet that allows you to be able to put in the cost of your material to make that one product. Mm-hmm. And so what would be your material cost? What would be your shipping and, and duty cost? What would be your fixed cost? And then that would help to calculate what you would price your product at. So there's different ways of being able to figure out what the cost of your product should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a useful tool as well. You know, it's funny that you say that because I hear people all the time complaining about the prices in Bermuda, right? And they're like, oh, it costs too much for this, it costs too much for that. And I think one of the things that we have to remember is that we live on an island, so nine Mm -hmm. times out of ten, everything that we get has been shipped in from somewhere else, and there are costs associated with doing that. So, um, Mm -hmm. and, and in addition to those costs, If you have a brick and mortar, well, now there's rent. If you have to pay staff, well, now there's debt. You know, so it's not just the inventory or the item. It's also those additional costs that you have to factor in when you're pricing your final product and service. And that is how you, and like I said, like you said earlier, and I made you repeat twice, you have to pay yourself. So many startup businesses go into business, and they do not include a salary line when they're looking at their costs. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, the you know, I understand the logic behind it, right? They're like, oh, I'm starting up. I want to give the business the best chance to succeed before I start taking my money out. But what I think people do, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is they're doing themselves and the business a disservice by not looking at the total cost of operating, the true total cost of operating, right? Exactly. So I I would agree with you that you have to go through that the exercise initially of looking at what the true total cost is, and then you can determine where you can adjust. Like you can say, okay, well, I can forego, you know, a percentage of my profit um, for the time being until the business kicks off, but certainly you want to know what it really would cost you if you had to operate the business. Exactly. And a lot of times, just talking on the pay yourself, we have a lot of people that say, oh, I don't pay myself a salary, but then they would use the business account to purchase this and purchase that. And so when they're using it personally, that's paying themselves a salary. You know, people don't include that or people don't think about that. But whenever you use it, you know, to purchase gas or sometimes to 
you know, I've seen where people will get groceries out of that account. You know, obviously, we try to tell people to keep it separate, keep yeah. your business account separate from your, you know, your personal account, and make, make sure you are opening up a business account. But a lot of people use that business account and say, oh, I'm not paying myself a salary, but at the same time, when you're using the funds other than the business, and that's salary. That okay. can be the demise of many a company. And I'm sure there's some horror stories that many people could share where someone had a company card, as you call it, right? And, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, I didn't know I couldn't do that. And then things like, you know, card fraud can come into play and things like that. So you've got to be so, so careful separating business from personal accounts in, in the business yes, world. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I mean, I definitely um, want to encourage people to, to sign up. Again, there's the class starts next week, right, Kalina, the 31st? Yeah, so it's next week, Wednesday, okay. 31st of March. All right, and then registration is uh, available on our website at bedc.bm. Um, I would encourage everyone to go online. Um, we are charging for this course because we are, like I said, everyone who takes the course will receive a copy of QuickBooks. But we, yeah. we've also adjusted that a bit. You want to talk a little bit about the adjustment that we made for, for this particular course? So for this course, um, we have uh, we have given everybody a bit of a discount. So um, it used to be three hundred and fifty dollars, and it's now three hundred and fifteen. And the cost of the course just covers the software. So it's nothing on BDC. You know, BDC is always making sure that they're putting out these courses and things, and it's for the benefit of our clients because we want them to thrive. And so the cost of the of the course is just covering the software alone. The software is um, downloadable, so it's not a, a disc or anything like that. And so towards the end of the course, you will be able to get QuickBooks Desktop, and it is available for those who have a PC or those who have a MacBook. Mm. I just want to put something in there because a friend of mine was just talking about this the other day. She works for a family business and, of course, got familiar with QuickBooks and uses the online version. And, uh, you know, figured out the differences from the from the other, you know, sort of desktop version. But it's all really good to do it now because she also you can also do your personal finances as a separate thing with your QuickBooks knowledge. And she did it for herself, realizing she was spending more than she was earning, you know, separate from the business account that she that she works on with her family. And it made all the difference in her life for understanding you know, income versus expenditure and how, you know, if you have a savings goals in mind just personally as well. So the people taking this for their business with BEDC, once they have access to the software, like you say, they can use it, you know, for their household. You know, you just have a, a separate filing, of course, and all of that. So we just want to show that, the you know, the uptick, the value that it can be for, for the people that are going to take this course. And one of yeah, the- for sure. One of the things that we've we've done this time, which we hadn't done in the past, is some people already have QuickBooks, right? But they don't actually, they haven't done the foundational course that Kalina had mentioned before. So the the, the first part of the course talks really about understanding the financial statements, what they look like, how you use them, how you cost and price. Um, But they have the QuickBooks software already. So... Um, we have made allocation for people, or allowance, I should say, for people who have the QuickBooks software already, so they don't need a new copy, but they still want to take the course. And so there's two options on the website now for you to select whether you have it or not. Um, but they- yes, but there are, there are some people that's actually taking it um, 
but they maybe not all practiced it but never used it. Right. And so they're like, okay, I have this software and I don't know what to do with it. And so you also have, like you said, those who practice it online, but they still don't actually know what they're doing or how to use it. So it's good to be able to provide that. Some people just need a refresher where they did it a long time ago and then maybe, you know, they're going to start using it or, you know, they just need that refresher. So it's good to be able to offer that for those who already, like you said, have it, um, but just want to learn the theory part of it or how to actually use it versus I don't need to purchase the software over again. And the good thing about the, the desktop version is that once you pay that price, that's a one-time cost. You don't have to pay a monthly fee. You don't have to, when they renew and upgrade, all those are free upgrades. So that fee is a one-time cost, and then you walk away with the software. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's definitely a worthwhile exercise. That class is usually oversubscribed, but, you know, thanks to COVID, <laughs> we're doing it virtually, and now there's definitely room for anyone who needs to sign sign up. I mean, we have bankers signing up for the course because it really does give them sort of a financial understanding of those statements um, and, and what they should be looking for when they're looking to support entrepreneurs, et cetera. So it doesn't matter if you're starting a business or if you've been in business. Like Kalina said, some people have been in business 20, 30 years but never really – looked at their financials this way, like proper financial statements, because they didn't need to until they needed a loan or until someone asked them for them, and now they're like, oh, now i got to go back how many years to try and pull this information together. So I, I definitely encourage anyone listening who can hear my voice, who can hear Kalina's voice, who can hear Shelly's voice, um, to go ahead and sign up because you don't want to miss this opportunity. We do offer the course. We try to do it twice a year, um, but the next one wouldn't be till well into the fall, right, Kalina? Yes. Um, I don't think we we usually take a break in the summer because right. it would have been, you know, summertime, and then, like you said, later on in the fall. I think the last one might have been September, October. Right. Um, so, so that would probably be the next one. Um, but one one thing I just wanted to say, um, I remember when I actually did the course myself, because I did the course maybe about three or four years ago, and there was, you know, some business owners, and I, I didn't have a business. I just, you know, loved accounting. I'm into um, bookkeeping and things like that, and so I, you know, wanted to pick up a new skill. She said she and loved accounting. Math brain. She's a math brain, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to know where my money's going. I'm you go, girl. You go, girl. And so I did the I did the, the book the QuickBooks class um, at BBC before I had joined. And you know there were business owners in the class, and they were saying that they have never done accounts. And I'm like, if you've never done, and they've been had been in business for a couple years, and I'm like, if you've never done anything, how do you even know if you're making a like, you could be losing money every yep. year and not know. Yep. And the, the sad part about it is you have some businesses that think that just because they have money in the bank that their business is doing good. Exactly. Or they think that, oh, I'm able to pay my bills, that their business is doing good. But if they were able to do a, a cash flow projection or an, an analysis to say, see how much money they were making every month and how much they were spending out, they would be able to see, like, oh, my gosh, my business is really making a loss. Like, yep. on different months or for the year, they may be spending out more than they're actually receiving in. But it's that mystic 
that they think, oh, well, you know, my bills are getting paid, or I've got money in the bank. No, you could be losing money, or you could have different products if you have different products. Some may be doing better than others. And so when you're actually keeping a track of how those products are doing, you're able to say, okay, well, this product isn't doing too good. Either we need to up the marketing on it or do something to it, or we need to cut it out altogether. Yeah, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul in that regard. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, but if you're not keeping a record of all that information, then how do you know if your business is actually successful and you're Mm -hmm. not that's how if you're not keeping proper financials. And I know a lot of people are just so afraid of, of how to do payroll and, and the taxation that is involved. And will that be covered in this course too, Kalina? Because QuickBooks is, is, is really good for doing that, right? Um, it is um, for doing that. But this QuickBooks, um, because we are you this one downfall about QuickBooks. QuickBooks is widely used in Bermuda and it's a very good product. But because we are not a um, U.S. based, Mm-hmm. The payroll portion is um, it's different for us. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Because they use the U.S. Okay. But, um, you know, it's something that we will we can go through in the mm-hmm. sense of then we're, you know, looking at salary and paying people and doing payroll. Yep, okay. One mm-hmm. thing that I will say, though, is we do have, we have partners. So, for example, with specific to payroll taxes, we actually have a webinar coming up on Monday, the 29th. Okay, people, um, you heard it from Jamila. Of Abacus, you know, she was on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um, when she did the first one, she's doing another one to prepare people for the upcoming payroll tax. So I guess the point we're trying to make is what Kalina is going to be facilitating is the foundation to understand what requ- what's required, and payroll taxes is one of those expenses that you should be taking into consideration. Mm-hmm. The upcoming webinar on the 29th is going to talk specifically about payroll taxes and what should be filed and and all of that kind of stuff. So that one you can register for now. Again, it's online, so Mm -hmm. um, we can take up to however many hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. So you can go online to our website at bdc.bm and register for that one as well. And that one is free. Good stuff. You just made a few people sigh with relief, I'm sure, Jamila. No, but I just want to thank Kalina for coming on and talking to us, and hopefully those who are listening have um, are excited about the fact that they can sign up. Um, the course does start next week, and uh, we look forward to, to helping people ma- mind their business and to manage their money. Good stuff. BEDC.BM, folks, you can't go wrong. They'll help you with anything that you need in the business world here in Bermuda. And thanks, guys, again for taking your time out to hang out with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Kalina. Thanks. And thanks. Thanks, Charlie. And one thing I want to leave on a closing is, um, just to make sure that people are investing in their self. Yes. The course is a small course to um, invest and learn a new skill to be able to make sure that their business is running how it's supposed, how it should be. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Snap in for that. Snap in for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone, here on Mind Your Business. You know, you got to do it because if you don't mind your business, Jamila, will. That's what we always say. Cheers, guys. Take care, Chef. Thanks, ladies. Bye. Thank you for listening to Mind Your Business with BEDC. Bermuda business starts here.